With me, Marquez. Fuck, what Marquez? Oh, dear Lord, what a fucking way to start. We're off. Lads, ladies, lassies, laddies. It's a fucking... 199 for the big boys. 199. Random podcast with me, Marquez, here on December 1st, uh, 2023. Greatest day of the month. Pay the rent, fellas. Pay the rent. Pay the rent. Unless your father pays it, then get him to pay the rent. Um and you'll be good you'll be good to go. <coughs> uh I've been fucking it's a bit nippy. I'm back in LA, I was on the road. Tis nippy, tis nippy, fellas. I'm wearing a nice cardigan. Cause it was a bit nippy and it is still, and I like a nice cardigan, get in touch with my feminine side. Uh, that's what cardigans are, they're for women, that's what American fellas tell me, why are you wearing a woman's top, and I'll say, because it looks beautiful on me, I'm a beautiful feminine fella, <laughs> I'm a feminine fella, one of the most stunning feminine fellas, um, and yeah, I like a cardigan, although I'm dumb, I just realized, I hate when the sales are on, because I'll be like, oh, I should buy... I have two nice cardigans, but we're off. We're off to a flyer already. People were talking about cardigans. Jesus, life is good. Paid my rent. Went to the gym. I've been up since six. I've been up since six, three, four, four days this week. Don't know why. It's good or bad sign. I keep passing out during the day. I get up early and now I'm productive. Productive little fella. Just be running around like a little leprechaun and fucking crack cocaine. I be chugging coffee. I keep chugging coffee earlier. I keep chugging until my insides feel like there's a horse in a china shop just going loose, running wild. And on the exterior, I look delightful. All calm and serene and insides, my stomach and everything about me is screaming anxiety. Jesus, calm down. Oh, my Lord. The bull, the horse has gone loose. I know they're saying the bull is in the china shop, but I prefer a horse. I prefer horses with their back kicks. All right, the coffee's taking over. I'm on crack cocaine. If anyone asks, this episode, we actually got a sponsor this episode. Uh, welcome to our newest sponsor. It is crack cocaine. If you ever want a good time and you want life to end soon, try crack cocaine. What actually is crack cocaine? Because crack in Ireland means fun. And cocaine means you're up all night. So does crack cocaine really mean... A fun time on <laughs> shit. I just Google crack cocaine and it says help is available. Speak with someone today. What the fuck? Why the fuck are you not telling me what it is? Sounds uh, what the fuck is sounds uh? Substance abuse. Crack cocaine. Jesus, the first few things. If anyone needs anywhere that this is our sponsor, crack cocaine. Commonly known as simply as crack. And also as rock is a free base form of the stimulant cocaine that can be smoked. Crack offers a short, intense high to smokers. The Manual of Adolescent Substance Abuse Treatment calls it the most addictive form of cocaine. So there we go. Today's episode has been brought to you by Crack Cocaine. Down at your local CVS, Walmart, Ralph's, wherever you need it, wherever there's homeless people floating around, uh, go ask them. Be like, where's the crack? 
where's the crack cocaine, fellas? And they'll be like, come in, come in here to me tent. What happens in someone's tent stays in someone's tent. It's a lot like Vegas in that sense. If you, you might never leave. Don't be there for longer than two days or you might die. All right, uh, we were talking about cardigans, I do believe. Um, yeah, I like, I've got two nice cardigans I got from All Saints before. The worst thing is fucking buying anything from anywhere. You get the, they get your email and you think it's innocuous at the time. You're like, ah, fuck it, here's my email, fuck off. Oh yeah, 10% off the first order. Oh, actually you meant it was, I hate when they do that. They'll be like, get fucking 10, 15% off your first order and then you, you give them your email and they'll be like, it's actually off your first order after this order. And then you never buy anything again. And then they have your email and they're plaguing you. They're plaguing you like a whore in the street. Like a man in your DMs, they're plaguing you. Like a man in the street, actually. They're plaguing you like a man at a bar. They're plaguing you like a, a clothes shop assistant. Can I help you? Can I help you? Would you like this? Would you like this? Who are more annoying, men or clothes shop assistants? If I was a woman at a bar... And a guy is just like, hey, have you fucking money off that? <laughs> Why did I do an impression of myself chatting up a woman? Hey, how are you ever doing? Do I never tap the up at all? She's like, what? And I'm like, oh, it's okay. I'm Irish. Tis okay there, now, love. Don't worry about it. That's just my accent. Um, which is more annoying, or else you've got people at the clothes shop uh, who are quite annoying. Is a, is a, which whomst is more annoying? Right in, right in with your answers. I would say a man at a bar. At least close shop, you can just leave. But at a bar, you might be like, fuck it, I just ordered a drink. I'm here with my friends. This man, there was a dude one time, he was annoying girls at the bar that I knew. And I told him to fuck off. And he got so angry. And then I was like, all right, are you going to do anything? And he just said, no. <laughs> and he sat back down and he left him alone. And I was like, am I a hero? Am I a hero? I know every time I see him and he gets drunk, he calls me a prick. And I'm like, all right, man. Don't think I don't call myself that on a daily basis. You got to come up with something better than a prick to annoy me, young fella. Young fella. Jesus, uh, we've gone off the rails. It's only fucking six minutes in. Cardigan. Oh, yeah, so I'll buy a cardigan. I bought them off all sense. And every fucking sale, they're like, here's a new cardigan. It's the same as that one, but it's a bit newer. And I'm like... Do you know what? It is 30% off. Should I waste my money on, on a fucking cardigan I don't need? And then you'll be like, well, look, it's wise. It's frugal to buy more clothes, even though I don't need them. It would be dumb not to take advantage of the sale. That's how my dumb brain works. It would be stupid not to get one over on the, the corporations. So let's buy it cheap. And then I realize I don't need it. And it's just sitting in the closet. Like your sexuality, says the listener to myself. It's just sitting in the closet waiting for you to bring it out. And you're like, I, there's no need. I have enough cardigans. Do I need more? No, I do not. I do not need more, alas. I will buy more T-shirts, though. Who needs therapy when you can just buy more T-shirts? shocks me when people choose therapy over clothes. Uh, what are you thinking? Where would you get that self-restraint? Why don't you buy more black clothes? Why don't you buy more teenage outfits? That's what someone... There's a girl in my DMs that every time I post a picture about going to the gym, which is already a bad picture, but she's like, you dress like a teenager. Fuck off. She gets aggressive about it. And I'm like, how are you meant to dress? I'm wearing a fucking hoodie and sweatpants going to the gym. Am I meant to wear a suit? What is the attire 
that you work out in here in America because I do not know I'm out of the loop even though I've been here for a long time even though I got a fucking visa that I can't fucking use I still don't know the culture you're meant to dress like like an adult apparently however they dress I don't know as a, as a comedian will I ever grow up? probably not is that why I'm single? probably so is that why I hate small talk? Yes, I feel like small talk is a form of slavery. <laughs> this, this is not going to be a good podcast, I can tell already. I had that thought earlier. I was outside the gym and someone was chatting to me. And I was like, ah, fuck, this is fucking... I hope they're listening. I like, this is painful. And then I couldn't leave. They were in a story and I was just sitting... I hate when I'm sitting there. I'll just get like a fucking Starbucks or some shit after the gym. Just be sitting there and then this girl walked by and... It was like, hey, and she's like, hey, but actually she said, hey, first, and I was like, ah, hey, and then what are you up to, I just eating here, just, I'd love some silence, <laughs> a girl asked me on Thanksgiving, she's like, what are you thankful for, and I was like, silence, and she walked away, at least she got it, so I respect that tip of the hat, because uh, in reality, I was thankful for nothing, I deserve more, uh, I deserve the best, I've, I've yet to get the best, so that's disappointing. Come on, world. Come on, God. Hook me up, God. For fuck's sake, you're leaving me down. You're leaving the site down. It's very disappointing as a, as a man. As a white, straight man who wears cardigans. A f- feminine male man. Feminine fella. Um, as a cardigan boy, come on, God. You should be, you should, all my dreams should have came true already. Should have came, should have come true. Should have should come true. Should should will come true. Should they come true? They probably won't. The devil has my back. Thank you, devil. You're a good man. Uh, Jesus, coffee's kicking in a lot. But yeah, this girl had me. I was a slave to her small talk. Uh, I feel like you can't say the word slave without people thinking you're being diminishing. But uh, people get turned on when they hear sex slave or do they? Did I just leave some psyche out of <laughs> out of my brain? Oh dear, there's gonna be playback in court. He had sex slaves. <laughs> I did not. I would the shame I would have if I had any slaves of sex. Um that's why shame is good. Shout out to the Catholic Church, shout out to the upbringing. I was thinking that to Jim earlier because I like to just distract myself from the fact I have to work out and stay in immaculate, stunning shape. Uh I was like, it's kind of funny that growing up Catholic and being told the whole time, I was doing a stretch wrong. I was doing like a pigeon pose or something. That's when you stick a leg under your, I don't know, I can't even describe it. You put one leg in, <laughs> you're on your front. How do, Jesus, how to describe shit you just do. You put one leg across your front. This is a bad fucking thing already. And then you just lay on it, put on your stomach. Then you lean forward and the stretch it feels like they're opening a fucking tomb. The creaking, the fucking, the dust coming off your joints, the fucking ooze and the ahs of the onlooking public as they open the Egyptian mummy's casket. Uh, that's what it feels like stretching my fucking hips and whatever that fucking area is called. Me buttocks and whatnot. Um, but I was doing it wrong. And for some reason, I was like, ah, jeez, I can't do anything right. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm trying to catch my thoughts now. That's what I learned from breakup. Catch the thoughts. Shut them down. Shut them out. Reading this book, The Road Less Traveled. What other book am I reading, actually? That's kind of good. How to Love. Tick, not Han. I don't know if that's the right way, but it's good. 
It's kind of a simple book. It's nice and short. The problem is I'll read it and I'm like, do I retain this? And I'm like, no, my brain is a fucking safe. It'd be pouring out the information down my pants into my underwear. I got that. I fucking, some guy told me a funny story yesterday. Let me try and remember it. Let me try and come back around to it. But I was doing the stretch wrong and uh, I was like, fuck it, I can't do anything right. Then I was like, oh, geez, that's just pointless Catholic guilt and shame. Because if you're growing up, like I used to talk a lot in class, even though I was good at class and shit. Are we talking? Just trying to make people laugh. Oh, someone asked me, they're like, why'd you get into comedy? And I just said how I got into it. But I remember now why I wanted to make people laugh. I forgot to say this in the last one. I probably overlap in every single podcast, but who cares? This is a jibber town. Feel free to jibber away. I got a lot of questions this week. I'll answer them. But yeah, I remember I was on holiday with my family. Vacation, as they say in America. Vacation. Yeah, you have a good vacation. Um, why do they say enjoy the holidays, but they freak out if you say, where are you going on holiday? And they're like, it's actually, vac- it's actually vacation. It's actually vacation. Um, but we were at the, I think it was the Isle of Man, my family. Just me and my brother, my mom and my dad. I don't think my sister was born. And uh, I'm a middle child. Shocking. Shocking to hear that, isn't it now? Shocking. But we were driving, just doing like touristy stuff. I remember a car crashed into us. And I think the car took off. And it rattled my mom. And I'd never seen like the human side. They were just my mom and dad. And my dad was concerned. And my mom was like upset. And then we went to the police station just to report it because they drove off and we're sitting in the car and it was me and my brother in the back and we didn't know what to do and we were just silent and I remember my mom started crying it was the first time I saw her cry and I was like no what the fuck is this what the what the fuck is this so I had to like I tried to make her laugh and cheer her up and eventually she kind of said oh okay Mark (laughs) she gave me a fake laugh which is the basis of my career fake laugh from people I want to make laugh uh but, yeah, I feel like that's actually, that was the, I pinpointed, I was like, oh, that's what I should do. I should make sad people happy. Because don't be sad, isn't that the name? Although you have to be sad, really, but it's fun to make people happy. Anyway, I think that's why I want to do comedy. Great detour off the bench. Um, fuck, what was I on about? Ah, cardigans, happiness, chugging coffee, questions. Therapy, fuck it, it's gone. Small talk, like a form of slavery. My brain is trying to win it back. The girl had me doing small talk. It's gone. What a disappointment. What a balls. Fuck, that's annoyed me immensely. That it is fully gone. I should chug more coffee and try to bring it back. People abusing me online, was that it? I like when people I don't know give me abuse. And then you're like, hurry, hurry, hurry. You got to calm down there now, little butt buddy. People want a fucking guilt trip. Oh, yeah, that was it. Oh, there we go. Fuck yeah, we're back. Are we back? Was that it? I felt bad for everything. Oh, yeah, that was it. So I felt fucking bad growing up. All the time. Talking. Even though I was good at school, they were like, you be, yeah, but you can't talk. You can't be having fun and be doing this. And I'm like, eh, come on. Yeah, hey, come on. One of the best bits of advice, though, I was probably annoying growing up because I was talking so much and gibbering and just uh, going at people and trying to make them laugh even when it wasn't the right circumstances. But I remember we were doing, like, every year, my family, like my cousins and aunts and stuff like that, for Christmas, there'd be a, 
Oh, it'll be lonely this Christmas without being in Ireland. I thought I was going to go back to Ireland this Christmas, but my visa, my visa, can't, I can't leave quite yet. So that is wonderful. I had it all mentally planned, and now the plans have gone away. But that is the will of the world. I like to sing to hide sadness. Um, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, we used to do this thing at Christmas where everyone would have their own Christmas party. It was a great laugh because you wouldn't see your cousins for a year, probably, and then you'd see them, and the first time we'd all hang out would be awkward, but then by the fourth party, we'd just be having a laugh, being best buddies, and then the fifth party, you'd be like, all right, I'll see you again in a year. Let's do this awkwardness to great friends charade once more. But one of the parties, uh, everyone was leaving, and I was kind of fucking messing around with people. I think it was probably about, I don't know, 12, 13, maybe 14, who knows. One of those ages. One of those ages where you're an age. Um, and my uncle, he's my godfather, he just said, come here, I need to say something to you. And I said, what is it? I thought he was going to say something like, you're, you're one, of the, one of the most, you're, you're a comedic genius, you know? <laughs> you're a fucking, you're a savant. You're an idiot savant, but you're a savant. Nonetheless, the way you've entertained us all this evening has been mind-blowing to see, and you're destined for greatness and a great career and happiness and riches and joy and fulfillment is coming and bestowed upon you. And I just want to say, I am an angel from God, and I wanted to let you know, just so you know, stick on this path, stick down this road. But no, he said, you know what? You're very fucking annoying. <laughs> That was unreal. You're very fucking annoying. I've told this story before, but this podcast is like a new one again, so fuck it. Uh, and that I still think about that. Whenever I meet annoying people, I'm like, oh, you never had a godfather to tell you you're very fucking annoying. So shout out to Harleen Hayes for telling me I'm very fucking annoying, because I helped. Now I know when I'm annoying. But I suppose that's more the Catholic guilt, because now if I wake up and I'm like, fuck it, was I annoying that person last night? Was I annoying? Was I annoying myself? Was I just an annoying whore? The shame will kick in. That's what it's like growing up Catholic. Everything's bad, and you sticks with you. And then maybe this why this podcast is good. I can talk out the shame. Therapy doesn't seem to do it for me, because they don't seem to, I don't know. It's just like, uh, what is it like? It's just like, it feels like, confession in Ireland and that's just that's where I learned how to lie because you're hardly going to tell the truth in confession and have the fucking local priest being like well now I've got something over you take off your pants for me there fella a tit for tat <laughs> a dick for a dat um, so yeah therapy too plus they'll be just be like I don't know this person even if I do I prefer to talk to a fucking stranger that bear and someone over therapy where they're just like getting to know and you're like alright maybe in 40 more sessions and you're like how much does a session cost and you're like oh therapy's for rich people okay do you know how many t-shirts I could buy there now boss do you know how many t-shirts I could buy um, but oh yeah so like that's yeah it's fucking funny wait I wrote some down because I was like is this going to be is this a joke Probably not, but here we go. Growing up in Catholic, being told I'm bad. Eventually, uh, you believe it. That's why I'm a night owl. It's easier to be bad in the dark. And by bad, I mean eating bread. <laughs> Is that funny? We will find out on stage because it did make me laugh, but I can't tell if it's making me laugh because it's dumb. 
But like people in LA, they'd be going to fucking nightclubs. I, I, I love nightlife. I have since I was young. And I think that's why, because you can be, it's more chill at night. During the day, everyone sees your sins. That's why I hate daytime drinking. It's just like too open. You're just like, oh, I feel vulnerable. But in the dark, you can hide in the shadows and you can do what you need to do. Let the shame out. That's why clubs are fun growing up. You just be in a room full of people and you're like, oh, we're all bad people, but we're good. We just have mental deficiencies. And now we're here to fill the void. I saw this thing too. It was kind of a joke that like I like staying up at night because then you can, what did it say? Stay away from the fucking madness of, of it all. And you're like, oh yeah, that's why I like going out late. To stay away from the madness of thoughts. Um, yeah, what the fuck? So what was I doing? Oh yeah, I was I was all over. The, well, I wasn't all over. I went to Nashville for a show. I was doing. I was on the road with my buddy Ken Flores. Ken is the man. He's one of my good buddies in LA. We haven't known each other that long, but he's a buddy, buddy. I suppose other people are just like convenient buddies. Um, so we began on the road last together. We went to Nashville, Zanies. That was fun. I like Nashville. I don't think I could live there. I'd be boring as fuck. Um, f- like, uh, it seems like it seems like an Irish town almost. Like it's good to pop in and pop out. But I said if I was living there, I get very repetitive. I suppose everywhere does. But no, LA does an influx of new people all the time. I feel like that. Nashville, Asheville. Very ashy in Asheville. Um, yeah, it was fun. Did a show. Show was a hoot. It was freezing there. Fuck me, it was so cold. Like 30 degrees or something, which is freezing in American terms. Uh, that's below zero for any Irish or European or Australian listeners. So it was cold. Thank God I brought a jacket this time. Not like Chicago. I had no jacket. And the wind went through me, Willie. And it was sore. Um, but, yeah, Nashville was cool. And then we went to fucking, oh, uh, yeah, the, the day after the show, we were getting driven. The opener was driving us to uh, Huntsville, Alabama. And we were meant to leave at 11, so we got up at 11. And then that changed to 3, so then we had 4 hours. So we just went, like, doing fucking, got food and shit. I'm sick of pretending. I couldn't live in the South because I don't like pretending I love barbecue. I think it's all right. I was I went to barbecue a couple of times. I was in Kansas City with my buddy Trevor. We were doing shows, and he wanted to go to this place. It was like Anthony Bourdain's top thirteen places to eat before you die, something like that. Did I tell this in the last one? I don't know. We queued up for an hour outside. I forgot a jacket again. It was freezing. I have this mental deficiency where I keep forgetting jackets. I'm like, ah, I'm fucking Irish. That's what people said to me too. So I believe the hype. You're used to it. You're used to it, boss. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> it's like telling a depressed person, you're used to sadness, so it's okay. They're not. They have to endure. It's funny, too, when I was sad, people would be like, stop being sad. I'm like, that's like telling someone with herpes, stop having herpes. Like, you can't just stop. It is what it is, and then it goes away. Will it come back? Hopefully not. I don't have herpes, in case you're wondering, but just in case, I also had to put that disclaimer down. If any, uh, if any soulmates of mine are listening, I do not have the herp. Don't fret. Unless my soulmate has the herp and now she's just like, ah, damn. I was hoping we could we could bond over herpes. And that's key. Bonding over herpes is a key to life. <laughs> One of the biggest keys to life is to bond over herpes. Uh, 
But yeah, we, we were out there and we queued for fucking ages, like an hour in the rain and shit. It was freezing. A couple of other comic comedians were with us too. So it was a laugh, but I was just like shivering. I went to Walmart at one point. And I was like, can I buy a sweater? They're like, no. And I was like, I, I thought you have sweaters here. They're like, no, you can leave. So I left. They only had groceries. <coughs> so that was very disappointing for us all. Um, and then, yeah, we queued for ages. And then we just all got food. We all got a bit of something. I got chicken. Because I'm a real man. I feel like barbecue. I, I was trying to do a bit, but it didn't work. Like eating meat, that sounds a bit homosexual. Oh, I love meat. Yeah, men have meat. No woman has meat unless she's like, suck my titty meat. <laughs> and then that's probably a lesbian. So it's gay also. Meat is gay. That's what I'm saying. But gay is good. Straight is bad. So, you know, it's all a paradox. It's like life. If you ever met a straight person, they're usually bad. If you met a gay person, they're usually a hoot and a holler. Um... I feel like a salad is the most manly thing you can eat if you go to barbecue because that, that means you're secure. You're secure in yourself. You're not adhering to the crowd, to the public, to the wishes, to the wa- to the quams of the people, to the whams. You're not adhering to George Michael and the other fella from Wham. Uh, you're doing your own thing. You're eating the salad. That's secure, man. You're eating meat at a barbecue. You're weak. You're a weak fucker. You gave in. You're a sheep. You're a little sheepy, sheepy boy. Plus, it's always only okay. Beans and coleslaw are always the best part. The meat is like, oh, all right. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like, we went to barbecue in um, Nashville, and we were fucking... We ordered a shitload of food for the table and stuff. And, like, the best part was some sliced turkey. Chicken was all right. But the beans and the coleslaw, every time, I'm like, oh, that's where the flavor is. Some of the other stuff, you're like, all right. I couldn't date a girl from the South who's in. That's like that Seinfeld episode, isn't it, where he's asked to eat mutton. And he was trying to impress the girl, so he's eating mutton. I feel like that with barbecue. Just And plus, you're like, I just be clogged up. I don't really care for food. Let's get down to the nitty gritty here, fuckers. I don't care for food. I really don't. I eat porridge all day, porridge and chicken salad and whatever else. Some other salad and some other salad and some other form of salad. I'm really into pate these days. Pate with on crackers and some meat and cheese, some pesto. Now we're talking. Now we're real, a real man eats pate. Is it pronounced pate? Let's find out. I know we don't Google, but it's Google. Oh, yeah, fuck my last. My last search is... Um, is crack cocaine help is available? Uh, all right, let's say, how do you pronounce pate? What? Pete. Wait, what the fuck are you saying? No, you fuck pate. Pronunciation. Is it fucking pate the whole time? Oh my god. What is this? This is unreal. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. This is a type of charcuterie pâté. But we would say pâté. 
but in English it is generally pronounced pate. <laughs> That's hilarious, actually. Well, I hope is he, was that. This is Julian the three would say pate. 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 But in English it is generally pronounced pate. Pate <laughs> from French. <laughs> pate. Oh, I'd love some pate. That sounds like he's taking a piss out of Irish people. Hello, pate. Hello, pate. Oh, look at it. He's jumping into the old pate wagon. <laughs> fucking pate. I hate those videos that take nine hours to get to the fucking. I need to go. This is how you pronounce it. Pate. January made up a liver. Pate. He doesn't even sound French. He sounds like a fucking made up English dude being a French guy. And I wouldn't doubt. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past the English fucking cunts out there pretending to be something they're not. So what was I saying about food? Oh yeah. So yeah, I like a nice bit of pate. Some sushi. We actually got unreal sushi in fucking Nashville, of all places. One of the best sushis I've had. It was fucking savage. I forgot about that. And that's life, you know, you forget about the joys and you remember the pain. And I suppose, isn't that what it's all about? <laughs> Block out the joy and just fucking make the pain, make it all about the pain. Because that's it, really. Yeah, but I couldn't I couldn't date someone from the South who's like into fucking barbecue. People are like, How do you not like barbecue? And I said, Because I put it in my mouth, I ate it, and I said, This is overrated. Probably like a man's penis, huh? Huh, ladies? <laughs> huh, ladies? Huh, fellas? For a second there I forgot that gay fellas existed. Um Yeah, and then we we went to Alabama. We had to drive down there, it's fucking I don't really mind going places. For some reason, Alabama made me... It's not bad. It wasn't bad. The show was like... The crowd was good. No, they were okay. They were grand. It was just like... Some of these places... I like cities, and I like certain quaint places, but like... This place was just everything. It was Huntsville, Alabama. Apparently, it's the biggest city in fucking Alabama. We were like staying... We weren't in a city. We got to the hotel... We had about 30 minutes to get changed and then go to the venue. And everything was just like in the middle. Like it's all fucking, like fucking just a building with a parking lot. And then you got to drive five more minutes to get to another building. Like the club, there was nothing around the club. It was just comedy club on its own. Just big old parking lot. There's no vibe. There's no fucking... Like, the fun, weird shit's happening in someone's house. It wasn't wherever the fuck we were. We went to get food after. It was, like, the local hotspot. What a weird pub. I went to the tell him, like, this is this is awful. Went to a bar, and I was like, oh, this bar is amazing. First of all, they served, like, burgers and sushi. We got sushi again. And it wasn't, it actually wasn't too bad. It was pretty good. Alabama sushi. There you go now. If you're ever in the fucking need for, uh, if you can't afford to fly to Japan for some nice sushi, just fly to Huntsville, Alabama. But the people were cool. They were sound. I didn't meet any pricks. Um, but the lights. I swear to God, the lights in the bar. It was like they were they were on full full blast. And I was like, this is not a pub. This is not a bar. Can you turn the lights down? Let where's the, let the shame. Let the shame. People will drink more. They'll drink less with this fucking shenanigans going on. But the people were cool. Like the girl that Ubered me to the to the um, airport the next day, yesterday, she was cool as fuck. 
She was playing great music too. And it was almost like me being uh, prejudiced. I was like, oh, you don't seem like a hick. <laughs> you seem like a normal person. She probably thought I was a fucking hick too. She's like, where are you from? I was like, Ireland. Like, oh my God, you wear pants? You wear pants over there in that country? Um. So yeah, I didn't love it. I was happy to leave Alabama. But that was on me because everyone was sound there. Everyone was cool. People that run the fucking club in Alabama, some of the soundest fuckers ever. They were unbelievable. Every single thing you wanted, they just got it so quick. There was no like, okay, okay. They were cool. And that was, oh, Jesus, flying home was a buzz. I hate connecting flights. I had to fly to Dallas. I had 24 minutes between my fucking connecting flights because my first flight was delayed. Just running. And I was starving too. If only I had some barbecue in my belly, I would have been fucking full. But you know me, I'm a little, I'm a little diva. I'm a cardigan boy, bitch diva. Just running to the fucking plane. And then they're like, oh, it's delayed also. And I'm sweating. And then, of course, I'm in Dallas. So what are the only options? Fast food and barbecue. So that, that was nice. You know, it was a great day yesterday. I came home, I passed out. And I woke up at six. And that's me. My new life is an early bird. Except it shan't be when I booze. And then it'll all go away. I love when my serotonin comes back fully and I feel great. I'm like, all right, let's fuck this. <laughs> let's fuck this feeling up. I'm feeling productive. I'm feeling lovely. Let's fucking ruin it all by boozing. I want to have an extra laugh. That's the dumbest part. Your serotonin comes back if, after you're hungover and you're just like, all right, fuck it. I feel great. Then I have a productive few days and then I'm like, fuck it, I deserve a booze. And then you just booze. And then you wake up and you're like, God, no. No, God. Why am I a bad Catholic boy? Where's my cardigan? I need to put on something to cover the shame. To cover the shame in life. Oh, God, why did I do it? Why Why is there now a sadness upon me that wasn't there before? There was a joke at it before. It's not even a joke. But you go up to any girl in LA and just be like, oh, yeah, there's a sadness about you. And she'll be like, how did you know? Women in LA are so sad, it's unbelievable. The hottest women here are the saddest. It's insane. It's like a cult. They're just all sad. They've been let down by men. Men like me, probably. Men who flatter to deceive. Men who have potential and then realize, no, I can't change them. <laughs> I can't change. I wanted to change him, but no. Um, he deserves to live in the South. He's been let down. But I think maybe, I think women here too, if women pay their own rent, maybe they're not as sad because they realize life is tough and they have to work their way out of it. But I think if someone pays their rent for them, they kind of have, they're missing that like, it's kind of a romantic lifestyle. Like, they want the prince to come save them. Save them, perhaps. Who knows? Maybe I'm talking gibberish. I don't know. This is. It's not like this hasn't been all gibberish so far. So I won't get too guilty. I'm trying to change a fucking... I got this thing before. It's called... What is it called? A reed diffuser? Oh, my God. I fucking love it. Oh, yeah. That smells fucking good. What is it? Grapefruit? Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, Betsy. Stick a read up my ass. Is that not what we want? All right, let's go to some questions. Oh, yeah, but I'm back in LA now. It's funny getting back in, into LA. Straight away, you're right back and uh, 
you just instantly I felt hornier and more suicidal <laughs> and that's that's the the payoff of living here you're just like oh, this fucking here you're fucking horny and be like yeah sure. is it work going on is it work continuing should I keep chasing my goals and dreams or as a radio station once asked me how's life in LA Mark and I said oh do you know every day I regret leaving home <laughs> it's not worth it it's funny what Americans are always be like you should quit booze Quit booze, that's holding you back, it's a crutch. I remember one time I quit booze and then nothing happened. I realized, no, just not good enough. <laughs> just not as much potential as it looks. It's just my hair, my hair flatters to deceive. I just look like a Tim Burton character. And that's why sad, sad hot women like me, they think they can change me. They think I'm a stripper. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, so I'm back. Hey, let's have a look at some of these fucking questions. Saying sorry. No, that was, oh, yeah, I figured out what a male orgasm is. A fake male orgasm is when a guy says, apologizes just to end a, an argument. Even when he's in the right, he is, he's, there's no getting out of it. So he's, if he wants to end it. I was talking to a girl the other day, and she was telling me she fakes orgasms. And I was like, why, just end it? She was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's like me. If I was arguing with my ex or something, even if I was right, I would just be like, look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I know. I saw this thing the other day, or not the other day, today. This dude fucking, God, this is the worst death I could think of. He was, first of all, he's fucking exploring caves, like tiny caves that you can't fucking get out of. Like, just, you can barely squeeze through him when he's slipping in there like a fucking penis and a vagina that's too tight. He's just like, fucking, <laughs> why did I use that analogy? I don't know. Will I take it out? I won't. I shan't. I refuse to. Um... Oh, your, your vagina is too tight. Not for me. I'm claustrophobic. Why did I? <laughs> Why do the dumbest jokes pop into my head? Um, yeah, that's so. If, if you got a, if you got a, if you got a big old wide vagina, hit me up. That'll uh, that'll help my claustrophobia. Um, but this dude, like fucking, he died looking through the cave, looking through the cave, exploring it, and it showed how he died. He basically went down this. It's like it, it looked like a fucking pipe. It was so tight. And he could barely fit. And he obviously thought he was going to come out the other side. And then it just stopped. And then he was upside down in a fucking pipe with a dead end. And there was no way out. It was so tight. Oh, my God. I'm sweating even thinking about it. But I saw this diagram of how it showed him. They covered up the hole so that no one else could go in. <clears throat> but he was there for 27 hours. <clears throat> if I was there for 27 hours, I would try to eat my head. I would just... Oh my god, I would try and kill myself so quick. Oh, I'm sweating thinking of how you like realizing you're not getting out and just suffocating. Oh my god, that'd be fucking horrendous. That is giving me that that has the the horse inside of my china shop going mental right now. Jesus, my stomach is popping around the place. It's on I put it on my Twitter. The picture of it, but that's what it's like arguing with a woman. You just end up down a pipe and there's no way out, and you're like, fuck, how did I end up here? I was in the right. <laughs> I didn't do anything wrong. How did I end up face down in a pipe and I can't get out? And the only way to get out is to, to fake an orgasm and apologize. And uh, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's that, as they say, as they say after sex. That is that. <laughs> All right, let's see some questions. Here's a question that I just got. Uh, 
let me do I appreciate Irish women now that you've met the beast that is the American woman um, I actually do definitely more because generally Irish women are a laugh um, American women everyone's a laugh really everyone's awful and everyone's a laugh so it's all but I do definitely appreciate them more I thought the grass was greener it probably is beauty wise especially living in West Hollywood where like there's fucking tens everywhere the quantity of the quality is way higher but the personality, uh, yeah, before I was like, oh, I could never end up with an Irish girl. Jesus, no, we're too similar. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, I appreciate them more now that I've seen the grass is burnt and yellow over here. It is not as green and plush as I once thought. But I think it's just down to the person. But also it's down to the environment too, because like, you could say, like, Jesus, some girls, like, uh, just be chatting to them, be like, oh, this is not going to work. Oh, you fly to Bali and to Tulum and all these other places on a whim because men want to fuck you. And fair play. I used to have that before when men wanted uh, to have a laugh at me. They'd fly me places in private jets. They'd use me, not from my body, but from my brain. Um, for my wit, not for my tit. They'd be using me for my wit. Please use me for my tit. Eat some of my titty meat. Um, yeah, and then you're just like, oh, but then there's Irish girls like that too, so I wouldn't want to be with them either. But I do appreciate Irish women more, to answer the question. <sighs> answer the question, that is a good question. Yeah, would I? Maybe I'll try and go on a date with an Irish girl and then be like, oh, no, <laughs> I take that back. It is mental how many American people, American girls tell me they're Irish with a thick American accent. They still do it, it's bizarre. And I'm like, where are you from? They're just like, oh, Wisconsin. I'm like, but that's one girl. Like, I think one girl in Alabama told me she's from Ireland, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And I stopped the show. I was like, "Really? You're from Ireland?" She's like, "Yeah." I was like, "You don't sound." She's like, "Well, yeah." I was like, "I wasn't born there or anything." My granddad is from there, and I'm like, "Oh God, all right, I can't let it get to me because this is a comedy show. I can't berate this poor woman." But yeah, maybe I'll go on a date with a with an Irish girl and then see. If I am less or more inclined to marry a piece of uh, barbecue meat. Because that's where it's all going to end up. You marry... I feel like people in, in LA especially will definitely fucking... They'll quickly adapt to fucking and dating sex robots and sex dolls. Because have you met a beautiful person with no personality? That's basically what they are. <laughs> That, that sounds harsh. That sounds harsh. Take it back. But I mean, like, there's little... It's just a physical thing. And then you just make do with the fucking... The little banter you have. That's the thing that blows my mind about Americans. They can handle zero banter and date each other. The best way to find, like, your soulmate in L.A. is to look exactly like her. Because everyone here wants to fuck themselves. The amount of couples that look like siblings is unreal. And that's all over the world, too. Especially the better looking they are. The amount of fuckers that just, especially white people, they love fucking hooking up their, like, their cousin, their, their fucking twin lookalike. And you know, I suppose if it's not illegal, then tip of the hat to you. Go and fucking marry yourself. Marry the person that if you transitioned, you'd look like. You know, who, who am I? Who am I? A man failed at relationships to fucking give you advice. 
because I come from Ireland. I've, <laughs> I come from Ireland, and like Irish, I was talking to my buddy, and we realized like an Irish Irish man's version of love. We'll think we're in love if if we let the girl stay over after we've had sex sober. So if you had sex and then you don't panic that you want to like be alone with your shame and thoughts, because sex is bad growing up. If you like, yeah, stay over and you'd like it and you enjoy it. That to us is love. <laughs> that must be the loneliest thing ever. But that's like Irish love. I feel you don't mind them. You you don't mind them. That's it. Irish love is that you don't mind the person. Uh, <laughs> let me write that down. Cause it's, is that funny? Is that you don't mind the person? They're not as bad as you thought. <laughs> and you're just like, fuck it, stay over. Come on, yeah. All right, yeah, let's have breakfast. Yeah, we can get some porridge. Let's get some Starbucks. Um, and then you ignore, you ignore a load of fucking red flags and shit that you're not compatible. Because you think, oh, but I like sleeping next to her. I like sleeping next to her as opposed to the opposite or the normal for an Irishman, I, I suppose, would be, I say Irishman like a general term, like fucking, it's, it's not just me and my buddy that I was talking to. But otherwise, you're just lying there and you're cold sweating because you're like, she's not the one. God knows she's not my soulmate. Why is she in my bed? Why is she roasting? Why is she fucking sweating me out? God Almighty, please make her leave. Please let me let her have diarrhea and get the shame and she has to run away. All right, let's answer more questions. Best love advice. Um, I would say be honest with yourself. <laughs> All right, that's, that's probably... Well, all right, let me see if I can dig deeper on that because that just popped off the top of my head. Be honest. Like, I would be honest early that do... Like, do I love this person or am I just projecting this per a personality onto this person because they're good looking or we like to do the same things? Like, are we compatible? Are we going to try and make it work or is it all like on a fucking thin edge and everyone's fucking like slightly bitching at each other and you're trying to change each other as opposed to helping each other, which is different. Like improving is good. I feel like changing who you are. Um like from a fucking deep point of view is not as good so if you want to help and improve them that's good so i just be honest with yourself about the person because you can you can hear the easiest thing in the world is to fool yourself that's fucking oh it's bliss i fucking love doing it oh yeah i'll just if a girl wants to go to a bookshop i'll think she's the one if she's good looking and loves books i'll be like that's that's perfect ignore everything else she loves books and she's beautiful fuck it i'm in um, so yeah, that would be my best love advice. Be honest with yourself. Wow, that's profound. Wow, we we're really kicking in now. Even though the fucking coffee's kicking off, it's my bowels are kicking in. I'm still fucking still got diarrhea feeling from that cave fucking thing. All right, another question. How often? What the fuck? How often do you wash your towels? <laughs> oh, yeah. Who the fuck asked me this one, dumb one again? I wash them once a week, but I have a rotation of towels, so I'm not like a usual, typical man, I'd say. I feel like men don't change their sheets, and that's mental, just lying there in your own sweat and squalor. Like a pig in shit. But women, too. No, women are, I feel like women are clean with sheets. They might be dirty in their apartments, but they're definitely clean with their sheets. If not... God, like... Imagine you're, oh God, people that smoke cigarettes inside, 
in the bed and shit. My old roommate used to do that. I used to be like, how the fuck can you sleep? Oh, God, with the pills. I remember going out in Ireland when they used to like let smoking be in pubs. You come home and I got this big head of hair. Big head of stunning hair. Sorry, I forgot that adjective. That was definitely in your head. Big head of stunning hair. Like a fucking troll doll. Um, and it used to be, you get home at like two, three in the morning. You got to get up early and you're like, fucking, I can't shower. And you just go to bed and you're just stinking. Smoke everywhere. Oh, God, it's making me nauseous now. It's making me nauseous. Um, yeah, I don't get how people do that. So yeah, do our girls is our girls cleaner with sheets because I know some of their apartments are horrific. Um, which is the biggest myth ever that women are cleaner than men. Some women are, and they've got their shit together. Maybe that's if you're a fucking um, clean freak like me. Maybe that's who you should be compatible with. You never know. You never know, right? Flying through these questions. Um, my worst bomb. My worst bomb was... Uh, was... Uh, the first bomb, the first bad bomb, it was Craig Robinson's birthday. It's probably 12 years ago now. We just became friends and he texted me, it was his birthday and he told me to come. And we were there and he was doing, he was doing it like it was just all these buddies and fucking we were doing like a show. I don't know, we were just hanging around, there's all these comics there. And he was playing with his band on stage and then he was like, all right, we're going to take a break, but we're going to call up some comedians. And I went with my old ex at the time and uh, he was like, all right. I I was like, oh, fuck, because he told me, he's like, I'm going to call you up. And I didn't realize I was going to be first up. So I said to my ex, I was like, oh, can you just fucking like just laugh and get them going? Because I knew it was, we were the only white people there, I think. There was probably like three white people in a room full of black people. And uh, I knew they weren't going to get me because <laughs> I wasn't experienced enough. So my jokes, you had to really listen. Not, it was not a birthday party environment. But I went up there and I said a few stuff. And Craig was laughing because he understood me because we hung out a few times. But no one else got it. And then my ex was talking to a keyboard player who she wanted to like play in her band. And her back, she was at the far end of the bar, and I was like, she's hung me out to try. And I panicked, and I heard just these two women in the back. They were like, what's wrong with his hair? And it was so quiet, everyone laughed. And I panicked, and I started fucking going, all right, I'm going to end with a song for Craig. And there's a song in Ireland called Delirium Tremens. It's by Christy Moore, and it's about having the worst hangover of your life. I wanted to end it all, and how did you get here? And it'll never again happen, but it'll always happen again. It's a classic song. I don't know why my brain just said that's a that's a birthday song, so I started singing it. I started singing it and just making up lyrics about happy birthday, Craig. And I started telling the crowd, sing along if you know the words. And then I just kept going. And then my insides just turned into ash and fell apart inside of me like a fucking urn. I was the urn and my insides were like a dead dead me inside of me just sitting there at the floor of my feet and I was just I kept going that was the weirdest part and Craig was in tears laughing because he knew I was fucking dying and I was dying and eventually I just goes and happy birthday Craig Woo! and then I said thank you and he came on and he was in tears laughing and no one else laughed and that was the worst bomb I've ever had uh, yeah that was tough I did shows too at like I used to do shows at fucking rehab centers during the day. 
And that's tough because you're doing 30 minutes. It's bright as fuck. Like, it's on the beach sometimes in Malibu before. These people are, like, fucking tweaking out. They're, like, fucking on methadone or something. They're barely alive, and you're just talking to them. And when you're not used to it, that's a long time for silence. So they were pretty bad. But they were actually very beneficial because then you're like, all right, fuck it. If I can get through 30 minutes of this, everything else is grand. The biggest crowd was, uh, I think, Chicago Theater. How many people is that? I think it was 3,000 people. Uh, we did, I was with Christadia, and we did um, uh, a fucking few shows on New Year's Eve, I do believe. Uh, and that was fucking savage. Oh, Jesus, 3,600. Um, yeah, so 3,600. That's the biggest I've done for, I think, I can't remember, was it two or four? Something like that. There was a lot of shows. They were fun as fuck. That was a, yeah, those theater gigs, they're great. Some of them are too big, but that's almost perfect. I have a buddy, my buddy Amir, he was out with Theo Vaughn recently doing shows, and it was like 8,000 people, like an arena. Like, there's no way that can be fun. It's just, there's there's no way. It's like, it's good to see. Like, if you've got that draw, obviously you're going to fucking do it. But the connection part must be hard as fuck with that many people. Like, imagine sitting at the very back of that. How are you going to connect with the comedian? You'll still laugh, but it's definitely just like, that's when your fame becomes like almost too big, maybe. I don't know. I'm gibbering. Obviously, I'd do it if I was fucking asked. Um, so yeah, 3,600, maybe two or four times. Uh, that's the biggest. I meant to do, uh, yeah, there was like, wait, my buddy Jack Whitehall asked me to do one before in Ireland, but I fucking, I couldn't go back. Three arena... Dublin capacity. Oh yeah, that would have been the biggest. Fuck, he does. That's thirteen hundred people. No, thirteen thousand. Um, Jesus, that yeah, that would have been fucking massive. He asked me to do a few shows with him in Dublin before, but I couldn't make it. Jesus, thirteen thousand. Yeah, that would have been a shitload. That would have been funny too, because my parents have never seen me do stand up. So if they came for the first time to see me do in front of thirteen thousand people. Would have been a bit funny, but you know, it didn't work out. So this story is a bit pointless. Um, right. Should, oh, should I delete photos of my ex? Um, I, I mean, like, you probably should. I haven't of my ex. I haven't deleted photos of anyone. I like the memories. I like it, but it, the problem is when it's, when you're heartbroken, that's, and they pop up and that fucking iPhone memory thing. Um, that is when there are balls because you're having a good day and you're like, oh yeah, my brain is in a good place. And then you see a picture of you and your ex smiling somewhere at like a fucking library or a fucking flower garden and you're just like, oh, that was nice. That was I like doing that stuff with her. I like that. And then you get sad. You're like trips away. Yeah, so those... But then afterwards, I think they're just good memories. If you can get past the sadness of them... I wouldn't want it. It's like that fucking um, the movie Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's a great movie. If you haven't watched it, it's where Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet, they were in a relationship. And then there's, they broke up and they were able to delete memories of each other and I can't remember the rest. But yeah, they were, you can wipe the person from your mind. And I suppose you could do that. It definitely would be, yeah, I don't know, I'm sentimental. I hold on to stuff. <clears throat> so, should you? Yeah. 
Do I? Would I? Nah, I haven't. I'm weak. I'm a weak man. Unless you're very sad. I mean, like, it took me probably two months to get through the sadness. I know in Grant, so if I see him, I'm like, oh, that's a good memory. I'm not like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. <laughs> um, I'm glad I went through that, though, because then you, like, that's, I don't know, crying and all that. Jeez, I fucking, I had it pent up. Pent up for years. So it was good to get it out. I feel better. I feel like I'm mentally I've moved to a new plateau where I can appreciate it for what it was, but also realized it's time to move on. Time, uh, yeah, and it didn't make me bitter, so that's good too. And now you get to go on first dates with people, and I feel like first dates are like marriage. I presume, I can't remember who asked me that question, but if you're going to be single again, do not jump into a relationship, you dumb fucker. Uh, it's funny when people do that. <laughs> it's hilarious, actually. They'll be like two months... Oh, yeah, I'm in a new relationship, or a month, or even three. I feel like you got to give at least six. Uh, yeah, so don't don't fill the void with someone else. You know, you got to love yourself first. I love those stuff that I make fun of, and then I realize, oh, yeah, they're true. Like, I'm reading The Road Less Travel still, and it's, oh, man, every time, it's like a new book every time I read it. This is the fourth, at least the fourth, no, not the fifth time I've read it. I'm very good at retaining stuff. Uh and every time I'm like, oh, yeah, that's it. Like, you can't be looking for something in yourself in someone else. So you can't be like, oh, fill the void. Like, I want companionship. You just be like, oh, be happy on your own. But actually be happy. Like, go do shit on your own. Like, my ex would go, she'd always like to go to fucking, um, like, a garden. What are those public gardens and the libraries and shit? Just fun stuff. Art galleries. I'd never do that before. And then I was like, oh, this is fucking great. I can take in art. And I used to think I liked a certain art, like that pop shit. And I was like, oh, no, this is awful. I prefer the older stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate all of that. So I would not delete. And I wouldn't jump into a relationship, even though you might be going on first dates. Now, first dates, I feel, are like marriage, if you're sad, because you're just, like, pretending to like someone just to not feel alone. <laughs> I asked that question, but it makes the crowd sad. You stand up, I'm like, who here is in a relationship, right? Do you like the person or you just don't want to be lonely? And <laughs> they get so sad all the time. Only the people that aren't lonely, and they laugh. Um, perfect Saturday. All right, this is the last question. What is your perfect Saturday? It is reading. It is watching soccer highlights because I can't watch them live because they're too early. Although I'm an early bird now, fellas. So maybe I can. Nah. Yeah, reading, chilling, working out, going for a hike, and then ruining all the good work by going out at night and like, going doing a show and having a hoot and living off the high of the show. And you're like, let's have a booze. All right, fuck it, let's go. Let's go out. Let's have fun. That's what we're put on the earth to do, to have fun and have a hoot. And to meet random people and to fucking interact and... Let the energy bubble you up. Oh, I was getting a flight yesterday, and there was a guy in the flight, uh, and we knew each other. He's sound. And he was telling me some... I was like, what? There, there was, I, I took some flights. The turbulence was kind of bad. I don't think on that one, but the one before, and I was like, fuck it, these flights are getting worse. And he's like, I've had some weird flights recently, and I was like, why? <laughs> he told me uh, he fucking was on a flight and he was like he was hungover and he said the minute it started taking off I think actually let me I think alright so I was thinking of the flight the other day and 
I put my seat back by mistake because I was up the front. So I was like, fuck, there's no one behind me. Just let me just put it back. And I was kind of lying back. My stomach felt worse, like laying backwards a bit. And I was like, oh, is this why they say put it up? Because your stomach gets queasy when you're taking off lying down. Not lying down, but like not sitting upright. I think I got to Google that. I'll do that for, yeah, for the next time. It's too long now. Um, but he said he was taking off and he felt queasy. And then he was trying to find a fucking sick bag and he couldn't find it. And he said his mouth just started filling up with puke. And he didn't know what to do. So he just, <laughs> he just fucking puked inside his T-shirt. But he said it went down like into his pants and into his underwear. <laughs> fucking soaking in puke. Imagine that. You'd, you would hate the fucker. And uh, he he said he'd go to the bathroom. He'd throw his underwear, and he came back, and everyone hated him. And his buddy had to get like his buddy had his suitcase on in the uh, overhead compartment. Had to give him all new clothes, and everyone hated him because he just made the whole place smell like puke. And you're like, oh yeah, I would hate you too. But it was funny when he's telling me. And he's it's funny too, like people hooking up on flights. He hooked up with a girl that they were randomly sitting next to each other at the bar one time in um in the airport waiting for the flight and they happened to be on the same flight and there was a seat open next to him when he was on the flight and they sat down they kept drinking and they fucking hooked up <laughs> and I was like in the bathroom he was like no in the seat he was like it was one of those dark flights so we just like started canoodling and fiddling and doing whatever you do as two consensual adults I was like it's amazing he goes yeah and afterwards they were going to exchange numbers and they decided no nah, let's just leave it off here this is a one-off. This is a one-off. I like this podcast. And that's the end. I'm running out of steam. We've done over an hour. So there's the podcast, people. I feel like we've covered everything and nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Um, if you're... I got shows coming up. Where am I? I'm at the Improv in Hollywood on Wednesday. I'm at Laugh Factory in Covina. Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I think. And then the week after, I'm in New York on the 13th. So if you're listening, you want to come out, hit me up on Instagram. It's at the Marquez. Twitter is at Trickadoo. Uh, that's about it. Go out there now. Have fun. Go out there and puke in your underwear. Do whatever you need to do to enjoy your Saturday. Today's Friday. Goodbye. All right. Go on. Good luck, you little fuckers. Goodbye. Good luck. Good luck.